So you're driving down I-15, casually looking around at the terrain, the other cars, other drivers. You glance inside the cab of a semi-truck you're passing and something catches your attention. <laughs> I've nearly been hit so many times because they'll be looking in their rear view mirrors at me and they'll start sliding into my lane. And I gotta like honk the horn or scoot over. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, excuse me, <laughs> please get back to what you're doing. <laughs> but yeah, no. This is Rachel Camp, a 31-year-old woman who has been working as a commercial truck driver for almost three years. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Rachel is quite rare. In 2017, only 6.2% of truck drivers were female. Sometimes we'll like head nod, like, hey girl, like, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> girl power. Right, exactly. <laughs> I joined Rachel during the last leg of her work route she takes every week. Every Tuesday morning, she picks up her load in Logan, drives her allotted 11 hours, and stops somewhere on I-15 in Southern California. Truckers can only drive 11 hours at a time, and then they have to rest for 10. She wakes up between 4 or 4.30 a.m. on Wednesday, drives a few more hours to Corona, California, where she drops off her load and picks up a new one to bring back to Utah. She gets back to Logan around noon every Thursday. I met up with her at the Maverick gas station in Wellsville. I got in her huge truck and we head to North Logan to drop off the rest of her load. Her cab is surprisingly spacious. Room enough for two, she says. It seems like it. Like, yeah, my, my twin, um, she has a hard time. I have to like really like <laughs> pull it over and it doesn't fit all the way. So yeah, it's, it's pretty comfortable. And then, uh, Rachel only works two and a half days a week. She's part-time and is completely financially independent. She's paid off her car, has her own place, and can put away money for travel and savings. But that wasn't always the case. And I was living with my parents at the time. And I was like, I want to be more independent. And this seems like the way to go. And it has been. So it's actually really awesome. Rachel received her commercial driver's license, or CDL, from Bridgerland Technical College in Logan. The training cost around $3,000 and took about two and a half months to complete. I asked her why she thought this kind of career doesn't typically seem to appeal to women. I have not met a lot of women who just said they even wanted to do truck driving at all. And I think maybe there's like an unspoken assumption that it, that's just what men do. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I've actually had um, a few men come up to me and they're like, you know, my daughter was thinking of doing truck driving and they thought it was cool seeing me that I was doing it, you know, so. So maybe women and girls just need to know that these kind of careers are an option. Maybe the empowerment comes from seeing a woman in a male-dominated field excel. Brad Sortson, Outreach and Recruiting Coordinator at Bridgerland, a technical college in Logan that offers programs ranging from heavy equipment operations to interior design, thinks this is partially the case. I, I think that is really one of the things that's going to move the future towards opportunities that women will consider it as they will see a role model. And they'll see that to be able to do something that they enjoy and that they can be good at where normally they wouldn't even attempt it because they thought, well, you know, maybe women don't do this. They don't drive trucks. But when you see a woman that's driving truck and she's making a full living out of it and she's incredibly good, yeah, that's just an encouragement to saying, hey, you know, she can do it. I can do it. And we'll see more and more and more of that that they become the role models for the next set of, of people that are going through the program.
Bridgerland is one of seven technical colleges in Utah training students in careers that must have a job placement rate of 80% or higher. IT jobs are currently the most in demand. Closely behind, there's electronics, automotive manufacturing, and welding. But uh, welding is, is a very high demand because the average welder is about 57 years old. And so they're starting to lose welders, but there's still that great demand for welding associated with that. And these are the type of careers that are typically the male-dominated ones. Though it doesn't need to be. It really does not need to be because women are, are now taking those particular classes and are excelling. Brad says it's changing simply because of supply and demand. Women are finding that there are job opportunities that pay well, and they then receive training that qualify them for hire. State Representative Becky Edwards from Davis County is an advocate for this kind of education because women can increase their independence and quality of life. Yeah, I think what we've seen in the data show that education is really the key. Education, whether it's in a technical college and a and a field, um, we frequently hear the the example of welding. You know, getting a, a certificate in welding that then you're working in a high-paying job, that that transitions eventually into an associate degree or in a, a bachelor's in engineering or something, and you've you've done those stackable credentials as they like to say in higher ed. And you have prepared an opportunity for your family to be stable, to be prosperous, and you've done it on your own. And for Rachel, she wants to encourage women to think outside of the box when it comes to their future, or just to not be worried if their natural interests don't fall in line with the norm. I didn't even think of it as non-traditional, but now as I'm as I've been doing it, it definitely is. I think it's a great job, and I really enjoy it. It's given me independence. You know, it's set me financially, which I love, and I think more women, they should, they should check it out, you know. I'm Danny Hayes with Utah Public Radio. Support for Utah Women 2020 comes from our members and Utah State University's Center for Women and Gender, providing a professional and social climate to enhance opportunities through learning, discovery, and engagement. Information at womenandgender.usu.edu. And from the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community with everyday philanthropists, raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available at utahwomensgivingcircle.com.